Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Oh, what, a, what an honor. What an honor to be here. Thank you so much for, uh, for this very, very kind invitation. I'll tell you, uh, I understand that in addition to our students from Spain, many of you are taking Spanish. Vamos a hacer el resto de este discurso en español para ver qué tal, ¿vale? No sé. Okay, back to English. That was good. That was good though. That was good. Somebody at least responded. That was awesome. Before before I share a little bit about um, my own journey and and maybe share a few things that might be of interest to you, I want to um, point out the folks who are on this front rows and um, in, in maybe encourage all students to reflect on who these people are and what they do here. Uh, one of the most interesting aspects of American culture, and it's a, it's a, it's a deep-rooted culture, is this expectation that things don't just happen by themselves. That there is an expectation that as you grow up and as you start making a path for yourself, the expectation is that you will contribute to building a better community than what you found. So I know you come to class and you probably take all this for granted. You happen to go to school in one of the most beautiful places I've ever visited. And this didn't just happen out of nowhere. It is because folks like these, who are pretty darn busy with their lives, and they find the time to serve, to serve on the board, to give money, to give advice, to make sure that by the time they're long gone, there's an even better school here for new generations of kids. So I, I just want you to reflect on that. It's really one of the most powerful aspects of, of this nation and, and one of the things that makes the United States what it is. I, I'll point out just uh, there are several of them who are alums of the school and alums of Georgia Tech, and I appreciate what they do constantly to support our school. But I'll also point out uh, one of my own board members, uh, Larry May, a parent, proud parent, who also serves on the Board of Regents of the University System of Georgia. So this is a collection of 26 universities, about a third of a million students different universities all throughout the states with different issues, different problems, and there's a very small group of Georgia citizens who spend their time with no expectation of getting paid, spend their time to try to make sure our universities do the best they can to make sure uh, we provide opportunity to young people like you. So anyway, just reflect on that. If you forget everything else I'm going to share about my life, that's the part that you shouldn't forget about that there's an expectation very soon you'll be moving up to the front row, just saying, when you st your life starts uh, doing well. I, I'm going to be a little bit controversial, though. That's why I wanted to recognize the people in the front row, because they may not like what comes after, so I need to compensate. So I'm going to give you some advice that may not be that common. <clears throat> Here's what you'll normally hear from grown-ups. And when you graduate, this is likely what you'll hear. Follow your passion. You've heard that before, right? 
as you choose where to go to school, as you choose where to follow your passion. Do whatever you can to get into the best possible school you can get to. Maybe Georgia Tech. Major in computer science. Used to be plastics, now it's computer science. Try not to be too weird. And have clear goals and plans as to what you want to do in your life. So now some people are like, well, what's wrong with any of that? Well, it's not wrong, but I, I'll give you a different approach that hopefully may help you uh, make your own decisions going forward. So Georgia Tech, as you've heard, is a pretty amazing institution. It's one of the best research universities in the world. Georgia Tech right now is, one of the, is the number one research university in the country among those that don't have a medical school. We just surpassed MIT in research grants. We're very, very proud of the work our faculty do. We recruit students, best students in the state, best students from around the country, even international students. We bring the best faculty in the world. We, we give them all the equipment they, they need to, to have breakthroughs. It's a pretty remarkable place. The likelihood that a kid from Spain, from Madrid, would one day end up running this place, if you do the, the probability analysis of that, the probability tends to zero. It's a very, very unlikely, unlikely event. And one that every day I get up, I go to work, I pinch myself that I, I have this amazing opportunity. But don't think that that was sort of in any way predetermined. That was a, the result of wonderful, magical coincidences throughout my, my life, which didn't have much to do with having a clear plan or following my passion or doing all those or studying, majoring in, in computer science or trying not to be too weird. In fact, when, I, when I'm asked about my plans, my, my own career, I could, I could go out and tell you, listen, I had a perfect plan growing up. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what had to be done. Because otherwise, how do you explain that someone like me would have the job that I have? Except that if I told you that, I would be lying and I would be making it up. Nothing like that happened. So let me tell you a little bit about me and then hopefully I will be able to draw some pieces of advice that may be helpful for some of you. So I grew up in Madrid, in the great city of Madrid, best soccer in the world. I don't know if some of the Spanish kids here are from Barcelona. If they tell you otherwise, it's not true. Best soccer in the world is in the great city of Madrid. When I was growing up, neither of my parents went to, went to college. And not because they didn't have the capacity, they were both uh, very, very smart people, but because the opportunities weren't offered, offered to them. When they were growing up, Spain was in the middle of a dictatorship of Franco. Uh, the dictators don't like to invest too much in, uh, in education. They don't like to have smart citizens. So uh, my parents didn't have a chance to, to go to college. In my generation, we did. Spain had invested in great universities. I got to go to, uh, to these universities. I remember going, spending my summers in a little town in, in the mountains in Extremadura, one of the most uh, poor parts of, uh, of the country, and, and spending the, the summers running around. And I was very, very proud 
of my granddad because my granddad had been the teacher in that school. And every time I got into trouble, all I had to know, I, I had been given the, 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 the free pass. If you get into trouble, you just tell people who your granddad is. And I had, all I had to say is I'm, I'm the grandson of Don Cesario, and that would get me out of trouble consistently. So I grew up thinking, oh my gosh, being a teacher is a pretty amazing thing. It's the most important thing you can do in the world. So I always looked up to saying, when I grow up, that's what I, that's what I want to do. So thanks to the, uh, to the efforts of my parents, I ended up going to a great university in, uh, in, in Spain. It was a great university, but it's a university none of you have ever heard of. So if you think, this is one thing, if you're too obsessed about where it is you're going to go to college, and I think when you're getting into the college visits and, and into the, the decisions and the application process and writing your essays, and it gets a little bit stressful, and you may think that is the end of the world. Oh my gosh, what if I don't get into Georgia Tech? What if I don't get into UJ? That might be a good thing, by the way. No, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, I'll tell you, I went to a school most of you have never heard of. I'm president of Georgia Tech. I did okay. So do not obsess with where you're going to go to college. What you need to be worried about is once you get there, whatever college you end up choosing, because it's one that excites you, one that fits you, one that you're, you think will be a fun place to be, make sure you take advantage of every opportunity that is, that is given to you. So that's what I did. I went to this school. I did very well. I got very good grades. And I was given the opportunity to come to the US to study, thanks to a scholarship called the Fulbright Scholarship, which is a program initiated by the United States in partnership with other countries to make sure that people travel and study in other countries and with the hope that when we spend time with one another, maybe we will contribute to building a, a more peaceful world. So that was, I was lucky enough to get one of those. I land at Georgia Tech. Now the reason why I landed at Georgia Tech is because even though I had majored in computer engineering, which is a smart thing to do, there are tons of jobs in computer engineering, I had an identity crisis on the way to my doctorate and I decided to everybody's surprise, I wanted to do psychology. Have you lost your mind? And I said, I really want to study psychology. So I applied to many great programs in psychology. Everybody turned me down. They said, go do engineering. Don't you want to come here but study engineering? No, I want to do psychology. So Georgia Tech was the only place in the country that would let an engineer study psychology. That's why I ended up at, uh, at Georgia Tech. So I landed at Georgia Tech in the early 90s. My English was terrible. I read well, because so I read many articles in English. I wrote decently, but I could not order a chili dog in the varsity on North Avenue. To this day, I'm still scarred by that experience. And, um, and by the way, my obsession at the time was to fit in. I was the foreign student. I was the, the guy with a, with a funny accent, the funny name. I still have my nickname when I go to Starbucks. What's your name? I would say Alex, because I don't want to get into Angel. Angel, are you kidding me? And all that too. So my obsession, like many of you, is like I want to fit in, right? Most of you have gone through situations like that. Whatever makes you different and you sometimes wish it didn't make you different. 
I'm Hispanic, or I'm from Spain. I'm black, I'm Asian, I'm too tall, I'm short, I'm whatever it is that makes you different. Sometimes you're like, gosh, I wish I didn't have to deal with that. Well, as it turns out, it is not what makes you the same. It is what makes you different that will give you opportunities throughout your career and your life. It is what makes you different and unique. So years later, after I graduated from, uh, from Georgia Tech and I returned to, uh, to Spain, well, a couple of details in between. While I was, in, when I was at Georgia Tech, I fell in love and married a classmate of mine. Uh, Beth Cabrera, Beth Fraser at the time from Florence, Alabama. She never thought she was going to leave the Southeast, let alone the U.S., and she married a Spaniard and followed him to Spain. We ended up uh, moving to Madrid. Our kids were born in Madrid. She went from not speaking a word of Spanish to becoming a professor at a Spanish university and becoming the first American to earn tenure at, at that university and er even earning an award to the best teacher. But the first time she taught a class, she would call me because I was traveling for business. She would call me in tears to tell me how rude Spanish students were. And, and I asked, why are they so rude? It's like, well, they laugh, they laugh in my face. So like, well, you must have said something funny. It's like, no, I'm teaching class. I'm like, what did you say? She would tell me what she had said in Spanish. I started laughing very hard. That did not, that did not help. But guess what? It was the fact that she was the American professor in Spain that opened great doors for her. It was the fact that I had had an international exposure by getting my PhD in, in the United States that makes me, make me different when I was in Spain. It is thanks to that that I became a dean at a very early age, and that was started my, my career in, in administration. Things that, at the time, you think are annoyances that are making your life harder, the reality is it's not about fitting and in is about standing out. It is what makes you unique and different that will open doors that you don't even imagine, imagine today. So after I graduated from, uh, from, from Georgia Tech, and I said, we, we, we moved to Spain, you have to start making career decisions. I mean, some of us who are in academia are in academia because we fear I guess moving to the real world, and we're trying to extend our, uh, our years in school as much as we can. So you get a PhD, and then if you can, you become a faculty member, try to be, uh, try to be in school uh, as, as long as you, as you can. But at some point in time, reality hits you. You have to make decisions. This is when norm normally you would hear the follow your passion, right? Have you heard that before? You'll hear that many times, follow your passion. She's wonderful, it's very inspiring, follow your passion. Problem is, many of us is like, what is my passion? I have no idea what my passion is. I haven't found my passion. I don't wake up in the morning thinking, this is what I want to do. I want to do spinal cord surgery. That's my passion. We have no idea what our passion is. So it's not a very useful advice. Well, then if you're not following that advice, then what it is that you do instead? Well, my advice, which may be a little bit more practical, 
is that instead of following that passion, that you experiment with things, that you try to find things that may be appealing to you, things that you, where you can be good, where you can find a sense of meaning and purpose, and when you do find that, that thing may become your passion. But experiment. Take classes and things that you may not know about, may not even imagine that you're ever interested in. Just experiment. Open up. Take classes. Take, sign up for clubs. Sign up for activities. There's one thing that um, you will find in college. You'll find a whole world of activities that you can sign up, uh, sign up for. And my, my, that's my, my advice to you. So when I, when I go back, again, I can tell you, and this is something that grown-ups sometimes were tempted to do. I can go back and give you a perfectly rational plan on how I managed this super uh, smart plan to become Georgia Tech's president. And I can tell you that story today. I can tell you how I knew that it was important to balance my engineering background with the social sciences and understanding of human behavior so I can manipulate people with my psychology. And how it was important then that I taught in a business school and that I learned the tools of business. To, and I can tell you a whole story of how I perfectly planned this whole thing and I would be lying. I had absolutely no idea. I was as confused as everybody is when I graduated from Georgia Tech. And what I did is what I could. Is you have a set of opportunities in front of you. I looked for the opportunity that would allow me, would be a stretch goal. I like to learn. I like to test myself. Something that appeared to be fun, that would help me work with people that I enjoyed spending time with. And um, doing something that I felt that was making some decent, reasonable contribution. The rest is history. I could have never, never in my life um, uh, imagined where, where my life would, um, would end. The other piece is that um, through your career, and some of you may have already had your ups and downs. Some of you are still young enough that you may not have had to face the downs of life, but you will. And um, the reality is none of our lives would be what they are today if it hadn't been because we deal with pain, we deal with, with, with failure. And it is in dealing with those moments, those difficult moments of, of, of failure, of loss, of pain, that we become who we are. So, um, so be ready for that. And I, I know that some of the students who, who show up at, at Georgia Tech have a hard time for this because, I mean, it, it is very competitive to get into Georgia Tech and, and many of the students that arrive to us have never dealt with failure. They've done great. The grades are perfect. Their activities, their, everything they've done in life has been, has been great. And all of a sudden you find yourself surrounded by other very successful, very smart people and sometimes you you fail a class, or you get a bad grade, or, or, or you get an unexpected result, or, or you deal with some. That is part of life. That is part of life. And it is about how you deal with those failures, how you build yourself up, that will eventually make you um, who you are. So that's my other not very inspiring recommendation for you, which is 
fail and deal with it because you will be a better person as a, as a, as a result of that. So I am, um, um, really honored to, to be here. I'm in a, in a way, as I mentioned, um, but any of our careers have been unpredictable. Um, but that's what my, my hope is the message is, is for you. That when you look forward, you don't panic if you feel like you don't have everything figured out. You don't know where you might want to go to school. You don't know what you want to major in. You don't know what this is. I don't have a passion. Don't worry. If you do, congratulations. You're in the lucky minority of people who know exactly what they want their life to look like. If you were like I was, just don't worry. Just do what you can with what you have in front of you. Push yourself to do better. Experiment, look for different paths, test yourself, and have fun. Life is just absolutely a wonderful journey. So um, I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll leave you with that, with that thought. I want to bring again your, your, your thoughts to, as you do that, do not remember, do not forget exactly what brought you here. And don't forget that expectation, no matter even those of you who came to this wonderful school from other countries, I hope this is a part of the American culture you take away with you when you go home. Don't forget that everything around us, every aspect of our community is built because of people take time and resources out of their lives to make things better for others. Congratulations on being a part of this amazing school, and thank you so much. What an honor to be part of this today. Thank you. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www dot darlingtonschool dot org slash podcast